you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. down. I want you to get your hands ready. Look at your hands. I hope that you wash them. Everyone's getting a cold from COVID and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to try this. I'm going to say something and if you agree with it, you're going to clap your hands and shout amen. All right, here we go. Let's try this. Um, God is good all the time. All right. All right. Um, there's only one God and his name is Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, raising canes is way better than Chick-fil-A. Oh, God. A house divided cannot stand. We're going to try one more. God is so, so good to us. Amen. Amen. I hope, uh, I hope, tonight as I bring the word of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, Numbers chapter 21, verses 6 through 9. Numbers chapter 21, verses 6 through 9. It's an interesting passage here. sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and much of the people of Israel died. Verse number seven, then the people came into Moses and said, we have sinned for we have against God and against you. Now pray unto him that he take away the serpents from us and Moses. Number eight, and the Lord said unto Moses, make thee a serpent. Set it upon It shall come to pass that 
shower. Look upon it. Shall live. Verse number nine. And then Moses made a serpent and put it upon a rod, and it came to pass that if a serpent had gotten anyone, bit anyone. I don't like snakes. Do you like snakes? I don't know why people have them as pets. That's not the will of God. And it came to pass that anyone who was suffering from a serpent bite, when he looked at the serpent on the rock, he lived. If you'll give me just a few minutes, I promise I won't be too long tonight. But I want to talk to you on this subject, the serpent and the rod. The serpent and the rod. Would you put your Bibles down? And would you lift your hands up one more time? And would you just thank God for his word and ask him to open up your mind to receive? God, we love you tonight. God, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your power. God, I pray for everyone in this room, God, that you would open their minds to understand the scriptures. I pray that you would loose my tongue to speak your word with authority and with power, God. And we thank you, God, that we can live an eternal life with you. We praise you and we love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, everyone said in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands? And would you lift your voice with that hand clap tonight and just say, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Why don't you look at the one on your left or your right and say, the serpent and the rod. The serpent and the rod. If you help me preach, you may be seated. If not, don't so I know who you are. We'll talk to you after church. The serpent and the rod. I can't reiterate it enough. I believe that the serpent loves the devil. I was on a hunting trip with my cousin down east of Texas and um, was in the woods and see, here in Indiana, we don't really have to worry about anything that's going to want to, uh, how do I say this, kill you. But in Texas, you do. Because there's these little animals that hide underneath of trees and hide underneath leaves and rocks. And um, they have no good intention for me or for you. So I'm walking my cousin James and my brother Spencer and we're walking down these woods and we're walking laughing talking and all of a sudden my cousin throws his arms and throws us backwards now I'm a big guy and he's not that big but something made him nervous and he said don't move. Don't move. Well, I wasn't moving. I didn't know what was going on here. He grabs his gun. He had a 12-gauge. Thank God for 12-gauges. And he wasn't letting us know what was going on. And he points the gun down at the ground. And he unloads three shots at the ground. I thought, what did the dirt ever do to me? Once he got his gun unloaded, all of a sudden I heard a little rattle going on through the ground. I've never heard that before. And he looks at us, and he looks about from me to the next platform. And 
puts his thumb in the ground and he looks up and he looks at them. Five foot gaps. And looks at him and says, oh, you don't ever have to worry about me moving down to Texas. I'm going to stay in Indiana. In the word that we read this evening, the people of God sinned against God. They talked against God, murmured. If you ever want anything to really make you mad, just read about the children of Israel in the book of Exodus and the book of Numbers. Um, they, they weren't the wisest people. Um, they talked against God just about every other day. God led them out of Egypt and they were mad. God gave them clothes that never went out. They were mad. God gave them water out of a rock. They were mad. You know, there are some people in this earth that God can do just about anything and it wouldn't matter. They're still going to be mad. So one day, God had enough. See, the Bible says to not tempt God. God's a gentleman and he's loving and merciful. But see, God gave us a will that we can do whatever that we want to do. So God says, I have a plan for you to prosper Israel. I want you to go. I have something ready, a land with milk and honey. All I need you to do is I need you to walk where the man of God says walk. And they didn't do that. The trip should have only been about a week, I believe, is what it was. But the Bible says the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They were God's chosen people. Yet their heart was wicked. You see, the Bible says that our hearts are wicked. We love God, but we're wicked. We want to serve God, but we are sinful. The Apostle Paul writes, it's a little rhyme, and I, I never know how it goes. He says, what I wish I could do, I don't do. What I wish I wouldn't do, I, I do and do. I do something. He says, listen, I want to love God. I want to serve God. I want to make God happy, but every time I'm trying to get myself on the right track, it seems like I mess everything up. Do I have anyone in the house who knows what I'm talking about? And they were wicked, and they talked against God. They talked against the man of God. One day, God had enough. He said, I've given you every opportunity to live right. Now... There has to be a consequence for your sinfulness. You see, in the book of Genesis, at the beginning of time, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, they had to live with a consequence of their sin. Just like in Genesis, in the book of Numbers, the Bible says that because of their sin, God sent angry serpents out of the ground. I can't let anybody say that. God sent angry serpents out of the ground, and these serpents go on the attack. And because of their sin, when the serpents says that many of the children of Israel died because of the serpent doctrine. You see, in the Old Testament, there was no Jesus to die for sins. Baptism was not a thing of the Old Testament yet. No remission of sin. 
But all they had was the rolling away of sins. Every year they would sacrifice a lamb. And it would roll their sins back for one more year. You see the book of Romans says that the wages of sin is what? What does that mean? It means that man's consequence for their sin is death. You see, the issue is is that there was no remedy. There was no antidote. There was there was nothing that could heal them of the serpent In the year 2005, scientists learned something pretty remarkable. They learned that there is an animal that is not affected by a rattlesnake bite. You see, if we get bit, we got to go to the hospital, Brother Jeremy. I don't know about you, but I'm running to the hospital. Or I'm going to the Savoy, I guess. If we get bit, we have to take medicine. If a dog gets bit, they're just about as good as dead. But there's one animal that they learn. What they did is they took 2,000 lambs and they injected the lambs with the serpent bite. You see, when our blood contacts the serpent venom, it almost gelatins our blood. Is this okay? They realized that there was some sort of life-saving power in the lamb's blood. You see, for there to be an antidote for the sin, the wages of sin is the serpent venom. The, the, the Satan is the serpent. And when we sin, he in the wickedness into our heart. But we learn something out of the Bible that there is an antidote for sin. There is an antidote for death. What is that? It's the blood of the Lamb. It's when we're baptized in Jesus' name and the blood washes us. What was supposed to kill us no longer has any effect because there's power in the blood of the Lamb. And the word now dwells among us. And we live in the New Testament grace.
we have to ask ourselves, where is Jesus in this? What, what is the writer wanting us to see about what was on its way? John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus coming down the row, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which will what? Which will take away the sins of the world. He said, Moses, lift up the serpent. Why am I lifting up the serpent? Because I want you to see that there's one that's going to come in a couple thousand years that's going to shed his blood for the remission of all of your sins. was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. As I was getting ready for the message this evening, Saying is, there was going to be one who would come. 
come who knew no sin, but he would become sin so you didn't have to die the death of sin. What am I trying to tell you today? I'm trying to tell you tonight, it doesn't matter what you've done in your life. It doesn't matter how far away that you think you are from God, but he took your sin on the cross and he died for you and he shed his blood for you. He became sin so you could live eternal life. That's why that we can lift our hands and sing songs like thank God for the Son. Where we can lift our hands and we can sing, oh precious is the flow that makes us white as snow. No other fount, I know nothing but the blood of Jesus. When he died and he shed his blood for us, it was the antidote to our sin. It was the healing. It was the crimson stream that he shed on Calvary for you. Then it's the reason that we can live a new life through Jesus Christ. It's not something that just washes off of you. It's not something that he shed one time and all of a sudden you go down in Jesus' name for the remission of sins and you come up and all of a sudden now you still have to live with the consequences of sin. And the way to sin we know is death. And we say, well, we're just going to die because we deserve it. We don't deserve it. It doesn't cover my kind of sin. It's not something that just easily washes away. It's something that resides with you. You are now washed in the blood of the Lamb. It doesn't matter where you were last week. The blood of Jesus is big enough for you. It doesn't matter the lifestyle that you lived last year. The blood of Jesus is big enough for you. It doesn't matter what you've said, what you've done, what you've watched, what you've heard. The blood of Jesus is big enough for everybody in this room. Hallelujah.
His blood covers the entire thing from the top to the bottom, from the mountain to the valley. His blood covers you. I've come to preach to someone in this house today. I know that it seems like God doesn't know where you are. And maybe you say that you're not worthy of him. Well, I've come to tell you something. None of us are worthy of him. None of us are worthy that we were on his mind at Calvary. But it doesn't matter where you find yourself, whether at the top of the world or at the bottom of the world, whether in first class or in last class, his blood was shed for you so that you might live life and have it more abundantly. Thank God for the blood that he shed for us. Why don't you lift your hands and thank God for his blood tonight? serpent on the cross. Look at the lamb who shed his blood for you. You want to know something incredible about the gospel? Is the gospel is the key to a new life. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. What does that mean? It means that he lived so you could live. He died so you didn't have to die. He went down in a grave so you can go down in a watery grave of baptism. And he resurrected so you can resurrect out of your old life and come up out of the water a brand new man. I want to tell you, if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, it's the greatest thing. you could ever do because when you go down in the water you go down as your old self but when you come up out of the water you come up as a new creature in Christ Jesus I wonder if there is anyone in this room who has a testimony ladies and gentlemen I've come to tell you today to all of our guests who are here you see all of us and we're coming here our nice hairdos, our suits, our ties on, our nice shoes, and you say, I don't fit in here. These people are too good for me. You're looking at a room full of drunkards. You're looking at men and women who don't show up to church for business and we come in with our suits and ties and we act like everything is okay but on the inside we wretched sinners that don't know her God but you see every one of us had a moment where we found ourselves at an apostolic altar and we repented of our sins I remember when you were baptized in Jesus name we all find ourselves being baptized why? for the re of sin that's not just notice that the Bible does not say for the remission of your sins it says for the remission of sins because not only does it wash away sins that you've done but it also washes away the after effect of sin that was done to you baptized for the remission of sin because just just the the essence of sin leaves effect on us from the water to the antidote for the venom of the serpent and you're looking at a bunch of people who went through messes you're looking at alcoholics drug addicts pornography addicts you're looking at imperfect people adulterers and 
fornicators, some who might have even dabbled in witchcraft and things that no one has any business being in. But what makes us the way that we are? I don't know, but I have one thing that I can tell you. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for baptism in Jesus' name. Thank God that he washed a sinner like me and made me new. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Almost done. Give me just a couple more minutes. The pastor in the book of Acts, after Pentecost happened, I was going to preach this tonight, but I felt this in my spirit. And the Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Watch this. It says, house to house and This preacher has things that he needs to work out in his life. And there are moments where I look at myself and say, I'm a wretched man. I have no business being in the house of God. I have no business being with God in his presence. And I have to remember that his blood was shed for me. We have to continue in remembrance of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. We're not perfect people. And if you believe that you're perfect, you need to look yourself in the mirror and realize what a wretched person you are. But thank God that 2,000 years ago, our Savior let his blood run for us. And he broke his body and they whipped his body for us so that we could live life and have life more abundantly. I'm coming to a close. Musicians can come. Thank God for his blood. Everyone stand with me. Lift your hands to the Lord. Why don't you just thank Why don't you just give him thanks for his blood tonight? Why don't you give him thanks for his blood? Thank God for his blood. Thank God for his blood that washes white as snow. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, this is a good time to be baptized in Jesus' name. Look at the cross. He died for you. He died because you were a sinner. And we should be the ones who died for our sins. But God said, I'm going to die for you. Himself in the flesh, light himself in the mirror.
close your eyes all over the house now. I want you to picture Jesus on that cross right now. I want you to picture his body broken and beaten. I want you to picture a crown of thorns upon his head. I want you to picture the blood, the sweat, the tears running down his face. I want you to picture as the soldier pierced his side as the blood began to run down that cross on his body. That is the fulfillment of the serpent. him to take away our death sentence for our sin. God said, I'm going to give you a picture. I want you you to picture the consequence of your sin on a cross. Because that's what I'm name, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. Let the blood cover you. Let it wash away the filth that you've been carrying. You know what? I feel in the Holy Ghost if there's someone in here that is walking in here and you're sick of feeling the way that you're feeling. You've tried every alcohol and every drug that you can think of to hope it helps you and you don't feel any different. It's because you are carrying the sin of your life on you and you've been carrying it for a long time. But if you would be baptized in Jesus' name, that sin would be completely off of you and you would feel freedom that you've never felt before. come to tell you that no one in the Bible was ever baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. No one. If you can show me one person who was ever baptized in the titles, I'll write you a check for $100,000 tonight. To all of our guests, I want you to listen to me. would like a check for one million dollars tonight? Brother Cal, I know you want it too, Brother Cal. You want me to lift your hand? Okay. If I pulled out my checkbook, everyone listen. If I pulled out my checkbook and wrote a check for one million dollars and where you put your name, if I put husband, because I'm a husband, Pastor, because I'm a pastor, and son, because I'm a son. If I put husband, pastor, son on the name box, and you took it in the bank, would they let you cash the check? Why? Because that's not my name. Jesus says, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Apostle 
also the one who preached the first sermon of the New Testament church. But he had a revelation. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is not his name. That's just a title for what he is. It's a title of who he is. What is the name of the son? His name is Jesus. Jesus says, I and my Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What is the name of the Father? Jesus says, right before that he goes up into heaven, there's going to be something that comes. And the Father, which we know is Jesus, is going to send in my name. What is the name of the Holy Ghost? In him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He's ever, he is the Father in creation. He is the Son in redemption. And He is the Holy Ghost in regeneration. We've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of all sin. And today, His work on the cross was for you. His work on the cross was for you. That you can have life and more abundantly. And you don't have to live a slave to your sin. But you can walk in a new life. You can walk healed of the serpent bite. You can walk healed of the serpent that has bit you because of consequences that you've for actions that you've done and you deserve it and we all deserve it but thanks be to God who has given us the victory over death and over sin thanks be to God for washing away my sin thanks be to God for the work that he did on Calvary here's what I want you to do I want you to get out of your seat I want you just to grab a couple people and I want you to bring them down to the altar with you. And we're going to apply the blood of Jesus on our life tonight. Why don't you come tonight? Why don't you come tonight? Come on. Everybody join. Everybody come. His blood was shed for you.
many of you have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins? Come on, lift your hand. How many of you have ever been baptized in Jesus' name? Almost everyone in this room has been baptized in Jesus' name. When you mess up, I don't know why I feel this so strong. There are people who ask to be rebaptized. There are people who ask to be rebaptized because they just feel like it. But you don't have to be rebaptized. That's not in the Bible. No one was rebaptized. The Apostle Paul had the Holy Ghost and he was baptized in Jesus' name. And he writes in one of his books and he, he, he said, I died to sin. That word die means to actually be dead. But it means I repent every day because I'm a mess. He said, that which I, I wish I do, I wouldn't do. I do. I would do, I don't do. The Apostle Paul didn't ask to be rebaptized when he messed up. It didn't matter how long ago that you were baptized. The blood has been applied to your life. So what do we do when we feel filthy? What do we do when we feel sinful? Every day. The Apostle Paul said, I talk in tongues more than all of you. And he repents more than all of you. You don't have to be rebaptized, but you do, you do have to repent for your sins. And we're going to do that together. Because I, there are some who might not know how to repent their sins. you should say you can repeat after me but if you just want to pray in your own way Lord I am a sinful man God in me dwells no good thing God I've said things I shouldn't have I've heard things I shouldn't have listened to I've seen things I shouldn't have seen I've done things I shouldn't have done tonight God I repent of my sins God, I repent, and not only do I say sorry, but God, I turn away from my life. I turn away from my old ways. I turn away from who I used to be. I repent tonight before you. Let your blood wash me all over again, like the first time I was baptized. God, we say sorry tonight. And we thank you for your for your blood that was shed. We remember Calvary. We remember your side that was pierced. And we thank you, God, that your blood flows to our lowest point and to our highest point. We thank you that your blood covers us. We thank you that your blood washes us. We thank you for it tonight. Everyone said in Jesus' name. Now, if you repented... You don't have to beg God because His mercies are new every day. And if you repented, you can thank the Lord that He has forgiven you of all of your sins all over again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We've got to re remember the blood. May we never forget what God did Sister what can you take me to F? That's not like super jumbo pies to me. There's an old one, and I love the blood songs. How many of you like like the blood songs? There's some good ones. As a kid growing up, I remember 
lift your hands and sing it with me tonight. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of if I do one more tonight? Well, thank God for the blood. Come on, sing it. Thank God for the blood. Oh, oh thank God for the blood that washed 